You're listening to Zen Supermom, the mental fitness podcast, and you want to listen to this episode after you yelled at somebody and now you're feeling guilty about it. So if you don't want to spend the next hours, days or weeks feeling guilty, then listen in. Hi, I'm Elena Gomez Rodriguez, and I'm a mental fitness coach for busy moms. And this is the first podcast to help you increase your stress resistance so that you can become a Zen Supermom and simply do it all while staying calm and happy. Welcome to the Zen Supermom podcast. Hey, Elena Gomez Rodriguez here, your mommy tantra specialist with yet another special episode of the Zen Supermom podcast. And you want to listen to this one, as I said in the introduction, right after you got triggered, as soon as you can. So something happened, somebody made you angry, you were trying to maybe hold your anger in, but you didn't succeed, and you started yelling. And now you're feeling guilty, and you beat yourself up. And normally you would have spent hours or weeks feeling, feeling guilty, feeling ashamed. So... By doing this little guided process today that I'm going to take you through, uh, you will significantly shorten that guilty time, okay? So we will go straight into it, because if you're really coming just out of that uh, excited moment, you're not really in the mood of any blah, blah. So we are going to do it uh, right now, and only afterwards I'm going to explain to you, and we are going to a little bit dissect like what we did and why and how it works sounds good let's do it so first of all if you're just coming out of really a triggering situation you still feel the anger and now mixed up with guilt and shame then just take a deep breath in we need to slow down that heartbeat because your heart might be still racing if you feel like crying i highly recommend that you do so So choose a time and place when you can do that safely and you can release any emotions that are coming out of that experience. Okay. Crying is not a sign of weakness. No matter what anybody told you about crying or expressing your emotions when you were a kid, they were wrong. It's good to let it all come out in a safe way, in a safe environment. So if you feel like crying, do that. If you feel like yelling and you don't want to be too loud, take a pillow and make like a silent scream in the pillow. If you feel like jumping and shaking it off, that also sometimes helps. Just shake it off, shake your entire body. That helps too. And don't forget to breathe in the meantime. Consciously slow down your breath. And then when you do that, if you're a visual person, if you learn and process things by seeing, then do this with me. Well, even if you're not a visual person, play with me. Have a look at something that's nearby. Just have a look at it. If No matter if it's your phone, your screen, whatever, you, wherever you're listening to this podcast now, or um, something outside of the window on the street, it does not matter. Choose one object that you will focus your full attention on right now. 
Look at it. Notice its shape. And now look really closely to its details. Maybe there are things you've never noticed before, even though you've looked at it like a million times every day. Get really curious about all its details. Now focus on its color and see the different shades as the light is hitting it from different sides. Notice the different color tones and where they change. Now, if you can touch it, run your fingers on it to feel the texture. If it's something too far, focus on seeing the texture of it. What is it made of? What do you notice about its surface? And again, maybe what are some details you've never noticed before? And don't forget to breathe while you're doing that. Now, I will invite you to switch your senses. If you can, if you're not driving right now, you will close your eyes and focus on your sense of hearing. What is the furthest away sound that you can hear right now? And what is the closest sound that you can focus on? And if you haven't done it right now, hear how your breathing sounds. Now, if you want, you can keep your eyes closed or you can open them. And just grab whatever thing is closest to you that you can take in your hands. Take it in your hand. And explore it with your fingers. Like run your fingers around its edges. Notice its temperature. Is it cold or warm? How does the surface feel? Is it smooth or is it rough? Is it sticky? Whatever you notice, without judging it in any way, you're just noticing. You can run your fingers around its edges. Are they sharp? Are they smooth, soft? If you squeeze it, does it give in? Is it hard? Is it soft to, to squeeze okay and notice that your breathing is getting slower more calm and take another deep breath in and out if you want to open your eyes you can do that now what is it that we did this is called pq reps pq stands for positive intelligence and that's a practice. This little thing that we just did is a mental fitness practice, actually, that helps you calm down from a hijack. So whenever there are negative emotions that are taking over, 
your brain, the logical brain goes away. Like the moment you feel helpless, you feel not respected, not heard, not understood, that people don't care about you and your feelings. They just walk all over you. Kids are not listening. Whatever happened that triggered you, your logical brain leaves. It's hijacked by your subconscious mind, which is responsible for your survival, fight or flight. And that's what you did. Maybe you tried to run away. It was not possible. So you started fighting. That's what your anger is about. What this little exercise is doing, those peak your abs, is that it by bringing you back to your body, that's what we did, focusing on your senses, any of your senses. We did first visual, then we did auditory, your sense of hearing, and then we did touch. You can also do it with taste or smell. That's the five, right? Yeah. By doing that, by focusing on one of your senses at a time, you're bringing your attention to your body in the present moment. So you disconnect from the blah, blah, blah that makes you feel angry, guilty, ashamed, whatever emotions. You connect back to your body and you give space for your body to start releasing the pressure, to start calming down. The adrenaline hormone production drops and you're starting to cool down. That's what we did also with your breath at the beginning. No, we are not going to stop there. If you're still with me, let's continue with the next step, which will be, now that you can see it more clearly, the next step is called blameless discernment. You will start this step the moment when you feel you can you can breathe through the experience you're not in that tornado of negative emotions okay so if you if needed go back to the beginning do it again all the peak reps we did do more breathing and then come back to this piece okay so blameless discernment is the opposite of what your inner critic aka judge is doing in your head right now beating you up making you feel like the worst mom, partner, wife, colleague, daughter, sister, whatever, pointing out all your mistakes or all the mistakes of others, like it's their fault. (laughs) That's what the judge is doing. The judge is criticizing you, others, or the situation. Like it was the fault of the situation. Okay, That's the one extreme that we do not want because as long as that is going on in your head, those stories that make you a victim and a perpetrator at the same time. As long as that's lasting, then you're going to spend the next hours and weeks in that gray prison of your mind, as I call it. You'll be stuck. And this situation will keep happening again in a different shape or form, different timing, but it will happen again. So what we want to do is go to the other side, which is the blameless discernment and you can hear it already from the name what it says blameless means it's we will not be assigning a fault to anybody because as long as you're pointing fingers like you're taking out your power to actually resolve it or change the situation right as long as you said it was his fault or the situation fault not my fault then you're kind of like giving your power away and saying like you people and you things need to change for me to be calm in other words 
I have no power to help myself. It's your responsibility to sort it out. So until and unless it gets sorted out, you're not okay. You see how that makes you a victim? And it might seem like, yeah, that's my reality. Like nothing I can do about it. My kids are not listening to me. Uh, I'm trying to read all those parenting books. I'm trying to find all those methods to stay calm. And for them, like parenting scripts so that I basically manipulate them into obedience because listening means they are obedient and they do as I say when I say that. That doesn't work, right? You figured that already out. So blameless discernment. First of all, we start putting blame on anything or anybody, including ourselves, and we start discerning the situation. That's the second part of it. Discernment means look at it as if it was um, videotape in a camera on the wall. If in that situation that triggered you so much, if there was a camera on the wall, what would that camera see and hear? Not from your perspective, not even from the perspective of your kids or anything, any other side, you will look as a camera on the wall, a camera that has no background, that doesn't know what's normally happening, a camera that doesn't care who's right or wrong. What would that camera hear and see? What really happened there? Without just noticing, without judging anybody or anything. Okay. That's the second step. Because then comes the third most ninja level step. And you will be ready for it when you do more PQ reps, when you do more of this mental fitness practice. And once you get more comfortable knowing those voices in your head, what they are saying. So I'm going to share with you a link. Once you have a few minutes of your time, you can start learning about your saboteurs. Those are those voices in your head. I have already done a podcast episode on that, so I'm going to link it there. You can learn more about it. You can do a test even what saboteurs you have. Mine, for example, are hyperachiever, <laughs> controller, perfectionist, victim, and pleaser. What a beautiful gang. And of course, the judge, the inner critic, all of us have. That's something we all have in common. So if you're interested in here in finding out which of them you have, you can take a test. I'm going to link it. Why it's important to know? Because unless you know what you're dealing with, you cannot change it. <laughs> like you, you're powerless. If you cannot see your enemy, you cannot fight it. <laughs> so it's useful to know which part of you because it's your saboteurs that get triggered once you're in situation with your kids i know it looks like yeah it's my kids fault because they are not listening i'm so tired and overwhelmed they should have listened i wouldn't have yelled that's what it looks like right but if we go really deeper if we look at that if you're calm in situations when you're calm you're well slept you're not rushing anywhere to do anything then you might have reacted to the same situation you, your kids not listening or saying no or whatever you would have reacted in a much calmer way right and it would have been much more effective because have you noticed once you start yelling they start getting even more upset and it's even more difficult and it takes more time to cool down the situation because when you're calm they might still have their emotions and it's okay they are kids right <laughs> but you're able to help them come back down and calm down you're able to find a solution in much faster 
and it's much more effective, right? That's why I'm working with you. That's why I'm not a parenting expert helping you make your kids more obedient. It's not about your kids, not in the first place. They will have big emotions and it's okay. I'm here to help you manage your big emotions first. Okay. And your big emotions are caused by the saboteurs in your head that judge you, the kids, the situation that puts stuff on your plate that shouldn't have been there, that are overscheduling, overbooking your calendar. Because otherwise you don't feel like you're a good enough mom unless you're constantly on the run because you want to do 1,000 things. That would be my hyperachiever example. Yeah. Or the pleaser, you cannot say no and you're doing 1,000 things that maybe you wouldn't have to do if you were comfortable saying no, but you're not because you have a pleaser in your head. So what are the voices in your head that are preventing you from creating a little bit more space so that you are not that stressed out? Or that can help you, like if you had not have those voices in your head, you would be able to get even through a busy day in a, with a calm mind without stressing out, right? It doesn't mean that you have to drop like your job or business and be 100% mom so that you can be 100% calm. No. For me and my clients, like we, I have a full-time or full-time part-time business. I have clients who have full-time jobs and starting a businesses. It's it, We do have it all still, but you can get through your day with much more calm and peace if you start managing those voices in your head. Okay. So that's my sales pitch for listening to that podcast episode where you learn about those voices in your head that are causing you to get angry in the first place. Okay. Because then the last ninja step is finding the gift or opportunity in that situation, in what just happened. Yes, it didn't go the way you want, wanted. You're still upset about it right now. Maybe you're feeling a little bit calmer, but there's still like <clears throat> either guilt, you think it was a mistake that you made, that you were not able to stay calm, or you feel angry about your kids, that they provoked you. Those are all the negative, negative interpretation of that situation. What I'm asking you now is not to pretend that none of that happened, but even in that mess, what is the gift or opportunity that you can extract from it? And I'll give you my own example. Even from something as devastating as my mom dying on cancer, I was able to extract like what can be good about that, right? Like I would have normally full right to be like sad and all the negative emotions in grief. And I was for a while. But I came to a point when I managed to extract the gifts and opportunities coming from there. One of them was, well, I don't want to end up like my mom. <laughs> and I want to help other moms who are feeling exactly like lost and helpless like me. And guilty for yelling at their kids. This is what my entire business is about. That's why I'm here. That's how I managed to extract the biggest gift for me and for you out of my biggest pain. Out of my mom's biggest pain. So if I can do that, 
with my mom's death. I challenge you, you can do that with whatever just happened to you right now. You can. The bigger the hijack, the bigger the trigger, the bigger emotions, maybe it will take you a while. Maybe you will not see it right away. But what is the opportunity for you to learn? Because if it happened once, it's not a mistake. It's an opportunity to learn so that you don't do it again. If the same thing would happen again, then it would be a mistake because you could have known better by now. This is exactly why we are doing that blameless discernment first after you calm down with the peak your abs. Because thanks to the blameless discernment, you'll be able to see what is it that really happened and how did it happen so that I can learn from it for the next time so that it doesn't happen again the same way. Okay. Does that make sense? Let me know. I know it's not the easiest thing. I know that the more you were hijacked, the more you were like triggered, the more difficult it will be, all these steps. So that's why we started, first of all, breathe and do some peaky reps. Visual, sound, touch, taste, smell, whatever you want. Get into your body to calm down your system. That was spinning so fast. <sighs> calm it down first. Then do the, bl the blameless discernment so that you stop beating yourself up. Send all your judge, hyperachiever, pleaser, victims, send them out, send them away. Tell them just, you guys, you can sit on the side. I'm going to listen to you again after I'm done here, but give me some space so that I can have a look. What is it that really happened here without any judging anybody? What happened? Camera on the wall. Tape. And from there, what can I learn from it? That will be a gift, opportunity for improvement for the next time. Or to make sure that that situation does not even start or that it goes differently the next time. Okay. Those are the three steps that I wanted to share with you. And I want you to notice how are you feeling right now? You can breathe still. And I can imagine there are tons of questions and yes, but, and how do you make it work in this case? And what if this, and what then? Send me all those questions. I'm yours. That's why I'm doing the podcast. I want to help you. So send me all the questions you, you have and I'll either reply to you by email on social media or I'm going to turn it into another podcast episode if it's something that more of you are asking. So here's your help and speak up so that I can help you more. Okay, so that I'm not creating podcast episodes just out of my blah, blah and what I think you might need. The more you tell me about you and what you're fighting with, the more I can help you. So ask for it. Okay. Ooh, I wish you lots of calm and peace. Super mom. Take care. <laughs>